Boom, it's like we never left. That was a perfect slurp. Print it. Cut the check. It's great. <laughs> We're done. That's the whole We're, episode today. That's, 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 that's yeah, all that's we it. have. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome for that. No, you I'm came kidding. for that slurp. <laughs> We're kidding. Thank you so very much for coming to listen to this newest episode of Idiots Talking Over Coffee, the best podcast to get your two lovable idiots talking about geek stuff, geeking out about geek stuff, all things geek stuff, and also coffee, because we love coffee, except for when we drink water, like today, I'm drinking water. Drink water, kids. Stay hydrated. Also, I love how you talk like we never left. It's like, yeah, this is completely normal. I mean, at this point, it is normal. It we is take, normal. Like, long ass hiatuses. We do. So like, just because we've been everyone has this podcast for like what three years now or so, something like that. Yeah, but do, does it really count if we haven't been working on it for like three years? It's like a year. It's like no, no, it's like it, barely it still a counts. year. Like, it counts. No, we're, okay, we're, we're veterans at this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So if the, if the veteran like enlisted, went once, and then disappeared for like a whole year, and then showed up again once, and then disappeared again for a whole another year, yeah, we're veterans. If you kind of like yeah, that, yeah, it's like serial ki- serial killers. Oh god, and like that, you, it's like we never left. <laughs> do you think Michael Myers only has like two days of experience just because he kills every halloween no oh god he has years and years of it and like that you remember our names of course we're your two lovable idiots to my front because he is in video chat form is from texas uh hanan hashtag from texas and then from still (laughs) the motherland of puerto rico where the sun is still shining. I'm pretty sure where you're at is not the sun's still not shining. It's what 8 p.m. over there or some shit. I mean, when I say the sun is shining, I mean we have like sunshine, like no, right I mean, on the regular. I still have sunshine over here. That's crazy to <laughs> think seven. about. It's like, like nighttime it over here. It doesn't get dark until like eight. Like after eight is when like everything starts to get dark. It's it's crazy. No, yeah, it'll definitely it'll definitely mess with your like inner clock. I remember whenever I go up mm-hmm. to the states, it's like, oh, it's uh, I look at the sun and it's still out, and I'm just like, oh, it has to be like <laughs> six p.m. Right? It's like five p.m. and then I check the clock and it's like eight thirty. I'm just like, what is this? Oh, yeah. What is I, time? It happened to me. I think the day I got vaccinated, I was like, for a moment, I looked at the clock and I'm like, it's seven. It it feels like five. Jesus, no, that's crazy. Well, I don't know about you, uh, but I think we should get to the what we're gonna be talking about in this episode. At least, like the first part. Uh, do you wanna, do you wanna tee it up for us? What are we gonna be talking about today? Well, first of all, you know the usual what we've been up to because everybody cares what we've been up to like these past eleven months that we haven't uploaded anything. I absolutely no absolutely no one cares <laughs> not even our three <laughs> listeners care but we're gonna tell them anyway because that's just how we do this slow yeah you want to start that up um no not yet because after that we're gonna be talking about the venom trailer that dropped this week and then the invincible show that it finished airing about like two weeks ago about about right yeah season season one of invincible which was fantastic we will be we'll be talking about that but mostly geeking out about it just because uh if you've seen it you know it's pretty enjoyable it is it is it was confirmed for season two and season three rightfully so that is bomb 
Final episode. Wait, what? Did the final episode air in 30th of. Oh, wait. For some reason, I thought we were in June. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but yeah. Yeah, two weeks ago it ended. So yeah, we're going to be talking about those two things on top of what we've been doing so far and stuff like that. So. Firstly, at least for me, um, big move, um, moved out of my little island, mm-hmm, started mm-hmm. a new job. And we miss, we miss you over here, boo boo. The whole, like, the whole island misses you. I know, right? I was so mm. important back home. <laughs> but, you were yeah. to me. <laughs> I know, I know. I miss you too, boo. I miss you. Aww. Um, but yeah, um, big move, uh, nothing important in that. Well, I guess I got an apartment, so that's important. Um, <laughs> these are claps, but like, I'm not going to clap cause it's going to be way too loud for the microphone to pick up. So you have snaps. I, know, I, I, I prefer the snaps. The there snaps. you go. Um, but yeah, aside from that, been streaming very consistently as of recent. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And hashtag, ha- hashtag plug that streaming channel. What's it called? <laughs> I will plug it at the end with everything else, like we always do. Fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) But yeah, um, been streaming, finished Resident Evil in an 11-hour marathon on Twitch. I'm still taken aback by that, because it's like, how do you play a game for 11 hours? (laughs) I haven't done that in so long. I don't think I have the capacity to do that anymore, just because my my, attention span doesn't allow me to. So I'm like utterly impressed. I think the last game you maybe did that for was um, Spider-Man. That's true. Spider-Man PS4 was actually, like, I would we say... We kind of played it the whole day. The whole day, but we yeah. didn't play it the whole... Like, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Because it's one of those... I kind of marathoned it uh, over a couple of days, but I remember it being uh, 4 a.m. on a weekday mm-hmm. and me just bawling my eyes out because of the end is very sad in the story. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it, but it's very sad. And I mean, so if you I'm haven't just, like, played it It's 4 a.m. in the morning and I'm just crying matter. over Spider-Man, so I need to, like, go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I remember that. Um, I think we both skipped work, or you were free and I skipped work. Yes. I don't know, some shit like that. Yes. Um, I, I wasn't even playing. I didn't even know that game came out that day. I don't know. Like, I just went to your house that day. I was like, No, yeah, I remember hey, I you Spider-Man. were like, I was like, Hey, I got Spider Man. And then you were like, Oh, okay, cool. So I'm not going to work. And I'm going to your house. <laughs> Legit. And I think it was fun. Like, um,. It was since it's a very different game. It's a very different type of binge of the game mm-hmm. because in Resident Evil, even though they're like little missions here and there on the side, they're not as inter- they're not complete side missions. It's more of okay. a like a little side puzzle here or like um, little discoveries here and there. They're not full on side missions. Like the missions are the story. So you can't get lost completely in that world and keep it entertaining. Okay. So I just kind of played through the story, completing whatever I could find along the way while still keeping it entertaining. Mm-hmm. I will be doing hardest difficulty on Twitch very soon. But yeah. That should be fun. And you're going to be drinking every time that he dies. You heard it here first, ladies and nope. gentlemen. A shot nope. every time that he dies. Tune nope. in. <laughs> I, I like my liver. I, I do like it. 
So what about you, baby boo? What you been doing? Uh, so I kind of want to completely ignore what I've been doing just because we were talking about Spider-Man, and that segues perfectly into the Venom 2 trailer that we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but for the context of continuity, I guess I should say what I've been uh, up to. I mean, that's, that's if you want to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'm not really up to much. I'm still, like, surviving the pandemic, like, one year, no corona, yeah. so... Whoop whoop! There we go. Are you fully um, vaccinated or fully vaccinated? Dose? Went went nice. two rounds, so I have my five G. I'm installed <laughs> to all 5G? the towers. The the oh. information of the internet grid is in my brain. I feel it. It's all there. Mm-hmm. So that's how we're gonna upload this podcast today. Exactly. My the Wi Fi is in my brain now. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be super convenient, by the way, if like I, if the, all the conspiracy theories were actually true and we could get like those microchips and it just implants Wi-Fi into our bodies, that would be so convenient because it's like a walking uh, hotspot. There you go. Who needs to pay for cell phone plans anymore? Just have your hotspot with you all the time. So um, Elon Musk, get to it, please. Um, so other than that, fully vaccinated, no Corona. uh quit my job uh from where i was working before so that's been interesting i've been now one week on one week of unemployment <laughs> so <laughs> i'm just been literally just working on personal projects which i will plug in a future episode i'm still don't have anything concrete yet but i will definitely i am working on some things over here on my side and so, then just do uh, you wanna do you wanna give us a sneak peek of what you're working on or no sneak peeks Stay tuned. You don't and want to commit. Is, that's the only incentive you get. Uh, and then other than that, uh, but it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be a That it's, sounds it's like commitment cool issues to me, but okay. Hey, hey, man, you're not my therapist. I don't I don't have a therapist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we should all get therapists after the year that we've had. Um, oh, but man, um, too expensive over here. This is true. This is true. And uh, yeah, I've just been... Uh, I bought um, mass effect the trilogy uh, the legendary edition just yesterday and i've been fully immersed mm-hmm. into the first game and it is fantastic it's so cool and it's been like fully like not completely overhauled but like the graphics the uh, worlds the overall design of it of it has been like remastered so it looks really really nice and it's the story is just really said- cool Oh, I'm gonna stream Mass Effect when I get it. Well, I I didn't say I was gonna stream Mass Effect, but I will be streaming Tomb Raider uh, when I get to the trilogy. Mass Effect, since it is so dialogue heavy and so like choice based, I kind of want it to be a more personal playthrough, and then maybe I'll do like a second round of it streaming it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right, that should sense, be fun. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what's been happening in my life. And with that, I do believe that we should uh, start speaking about what the people came here for, which is the Venom 2 trailer. That's all we're going to talk about for the next hour. I don't think anyone came here for this, but we're just going to talk about it anyway because I love Venom. <laughs> like, I'm pretty uh, but, sure but anyone do you who lo- clicks on this... do you love Carnage, though, is the thing. No. Well, it's in the title of the movie, so you're gonna have to learn. <laughs> like, I like Carnage, but I don't know. As a kid, I always liked Venom more. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, these movies, I used to have, like, big expectations for them. Like, yeah. for when the first one came out. But now they're just kind of there. And I'll watch it. I'm pretty sure I will. Um, 
most likely we'll have to go to the movies to do so or whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, when does this? No, this just says coming soon. It doesn't. Have I think a... it just says coming soon. Yeah, I don't think it has like a concrete date yet because nothing's concrete anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah it just says twenty twenty one. Yeah, because I remember the first one came out on November. I think it was. Yeah, that makes Give sense. Um, yeah, because the the um, year you the year you have like your you have your, like your staple movies, right? You have your like crappy horror mm-hmm. movies at the beginning of the year, and then you have your summer blockbusters, and then you have your your Christmas movies, which usually gets reserved for Star Wars, but Disney's being weird. You know, so it's, we'll see what it's we like, get. It's like interesting because we get like horror movies like twice a year, and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. first batch of horror movies sometimes they coincide with like Holy Week. And shit like that. And yeah. I find it like this year they dropped one called The Unholy mm-hmm. on Good Friday. That's and unholy right there. No, like, let me tell you the plot of this movie. I don't know if you've seen trailers or anything for it. but I think you, you told me about it a little bit, but go ahead for whoever doesn't know. Yeah, if you don't know what The Unholy is, it's this movie where a demon poses as the Virgin Mary. Mm. And it starts to gain followers and more power and shit. Um, but it's actually a demon. It's not the Virgin Mary. And they dropped this on Good Friday. And <laughs> I still can't believe they did this. Like, the I balls. wanted to go see it. But the movie theater next to my house was not airing it. So I'm just waiting for it to drop digitally online. Okay. Yeah, that should probably happen soon. Just because um, I think that the theaters are having very short air dates like it's like about a month to 45 days for how movies are being aired now and so that's causing a yeah. bit of a stir in hollywood and some of the actors because i heard that um i mean like john, john krasinski mostly. yeah like, and uh, they emily blunt they were pretty pissed about it yeah but like sometimes they still dropped in dvd or digital platforms but they're mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. in theaters so if you still like that whole like I personally like the whole experience no, of yeah, a movie same. theater. Um, but in this instance I still don't have a car or anything, so I can't drive to another movie theater. This one's just right. walking distance for me. Okay. So uh, yeah. in the case of the like <laughs> rolling back from the horror movies to the to Venom, <laughs> we always end up talking about some type of horror movie. So for some reason, what's what? I I don't. I'm not I mean, even that, gonna get into that. That was like our second episode. We talked about Halloween. So. This is true. Um. So going back to like Venom, it's called Le- Venom. Let there be carnage, and it is going to be starring uh, Woody Harrelson as the other titular character, which is gonna be Carnage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which we saw him with his little Party City wig at the end of the first Venom, uh, and now he has a haircut, and he looks way better. Yeah, way <laughs> better. Jesus Christ. Um, also, it's going to be dropping on September 24th, apparently. Oh, is it? Yeah, um, we have... So it's going to be like a September little early, early birthday present for me, mm-hmm. which I didn't ask for. <laughs> Um, then I'm looking here because it also says, uh, people also search for these and Black Widow, who no one cares about at this point is dropping on July 9th. That's going to be a cool Um, movie. It's, it's just going to be two years too late. 
that movie's not gonna like I'm not gonna pay Disney Plus anything for it. Oh, and don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna pay Disney Plus anything either, but I will go watch it in the theater. It's gonna be a fun movie no, either way. I don't like movie theaters over here are kind of expensive. Unless I can like get like an early screening where it's like mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. on discount the prices. Um I probably won't see it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see by then. It's on July ninth. And you're gonna then end up seeing it. We always Shang Chi and the Legend how... of Something. It's on September third this year. And Spider Man No Way Home is on December seventeenth. Yeah, which I'm still I didn't not think that was gonna drop. I'm not fully uh-huh. convinced that that movie's gonna drop this year. If I'm being uh-huh. honest, that's gonna be pushed back. I think so. I think. Um, is there anything? Um, uh, Marvel release for May of 2022 For May? Uh, yeah, the Loki series It's gonna come out uh, Well, not in know. May They're kind of taking a They're taking like a, a little bit of a hiatus After not Falcon and like, Winter Soldier um, That's on 2021 like, And that comes out on June something Yeah, yeah, um, yeah Give me a second I am looking up things So... Okay, you can talk while I do this because yeah. Okay, I'm just trying um, to figure out if they they have the leeway to push that back. Right. So, hello, mm. listener. Uh, how about this weather? Am I right? It's uh, <laughs> it's been crazy. I know exactly what's been going on all everywhere all the time. I know where okay. you live. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so apparently, let's go over. Oh, thank Christ! I wasn't here. I wasn't sure that I could keep that skit going. <laughs> Okay, and it's funny because the Venom movie is being included on this list of Marvel movies Technically for the MCU. It is. Yeah, but that movie is like Sony. It's not MCU related, you know? Yeah. So we have Black Widow, then Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings on September. Um, Venom on September as well. Um, Eternals is coming out November 5th, but I think this is a... A show? I don't think this is a... No, a Eternals movie. is a movie. A movie? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then, on December, we got Spider-Man. On January 28th, we get Morbius. Which, I'm intrigued by that one, not gonna lie. Yeah, that one, seems, that one seems interesting. You know what I think it is? I think that Sony and Marvel have this thing going on where you know how in Spider-Man, like No Way Home, mm-hmm. um, there's this thing where it's gonna be like the multiverse type deal and there's like these rumors where Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. and like Andrew Garfield yeah. are coming along. So I think what they're setting up here now is they're using this movie... for Venom. Uh, exactly, as a time for Venom, because in Venom, if you pay attention in the trailer, uh, the Daily Bugle sign on the newspapers is the same mm-hmm. Daily Bugle sign as the one in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. So I feel like okay. this takes place on his Earth, and we're gonna nah, get a post-credit scene sense. about him there. No, it wouldn't. It couldn't be Tobey Tobey Maguire's um, Earth, because remember Venom was there already. Yeah, but I feel like they can like red. Nobody new. cares about that version of Venom. To Maybe, whoever cared about I mean, that version of Venom, I'm sorry, but nobody cared about that version of Venom. I mean, Venom. my young self did. Me now, eh, not so much. Yeah. 
Um, so I feel so, like they're kind of fusing the worlds there. So I feel like this is kind of going to be like Toby's universe. And then also, if you go to the Morbius trailer, there's a, like a graffiti of Spider-Man. And it's also Toby's suit. So I feel like Sony's mm-hmm. going to have that universe connected. And then that's going to connect in a way home in some way or fashion. That would be interesting. Now, there, there's also um, Doctor Strange and in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, yeah, that's going to be That comes fantastic. out on March. Like, that's going to be great. I'm looking at these dates and Marvel's, like, dumping movie after movie. Mm-hmm, what they used mm-hmm. to do, like, maybe three per year. Yeah, no, um, they're going to get all our money. All of it. Then then again, we lost a whole year. We did, so, technically. I don't think... A lot of these movies a lot of these movies are pushed back, like including Black Widow. A lot of these movies should have already mm-hmm. come out a long time ago. So, yeah, so they're they're just I playing catch up at this point. They don't have any leeway to push push back like um Spider Man because normally the way these movies come out they I mean they are could push all... it they could push it back like a month if they really needed to. But then they would like if Morbius, which is also, um, uh, yeah, Sony might get Sony? pissed if they Sony might get pissed if they do that because obviously people are gonna want to see Spider Man more than Morbius. Yeah, but the, both of these movies, they're like Sony movies. When you think about it, they're in the MCU. But they're but no, yeah, I know Spider-Man what you mean. Still but I feel like Sony. it's definitely gonna it's definitely gonna take away ticket sales if so, they move it up to January. So yeah, I yeah, think you're exactly. right. So, in this sense, um, and this would be their big Christmas blockbuster. Exactly. Marvel yeah, since they don't have Sony. anything for Star Wars. Star mm-hmm. Wars is just mainly going to be Disney Plus shows from there on out. Until they, they decide on doing probably a new movie, who knows? They're probably going to decide on doing another trilogy just because. Uh, there's a bunch of rumors about them being like, oh, they're going to retcon the the new trilogy. It's like, that's not going to happen. You know how many gonna, millions of dollars do they spent on that thing? They made a park of it, yeah. for Christ's sake. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. Like, those movies weren't horrible. They could have been better, but they weren't mm-hmm. horrible. No so, arguments there. going back here, then we have Black Panther on July... And I think that uh, the Marvels, the movie with um, possible um, Captain and Miss Marvel. Oh uh, yeah, that's gonna happen. That too. Yeah. Um, that's oh, and the Hawkeye, the Hawkeye show is next year too. I think. Yeah, but they haven't. Like, I guess this that, is regarding movies so right. far. Right. I feel like I feel like they um, finished filming that already, and they're just like in post now. I'm I'm super hyped about it. Okay, and then we have Guardians of the Galaxy for May. Oh, wait. There's Ant-Man and the Wasp um, for February 2023. Yeah. And then Guardians um, Volume 3. That yeah. This one has been like pushed back way hard. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. pretty sure the, the plot on this one is going to be very different from maybe what we expected. Because we got um, Adam. At the end of the second, we movie. did, we did, yeah. yeah so I don't think we'll we're gonna get that then. anymore. Yeah, I don't think so either. There hasn't been really any rumors about that in in either case. No. But yeah, in the case of Carnage, though, like going back to the trailer, like the 
just in the general tone of it i feel like they're banking like they're doubling down hard on the um comedic aspect of it all like what people liked from the first one which was eddie and uh, venom's relationship so they play it up for laughs a lot and i think that that might go over well with some crowds but i think that most people who are just into the venom character they're not gonna like it yeah that, that might be the reckoning of that movie yeah. Um, because I know that Venom can be witty here and there. Um, but sometimes I feel that's more of the Peter Parker that rub off mm-hmm, on him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I think that's also like one of the the big things in these Venom movies. There was yeah. no Peter Parker. So no, yeah. I feel this Venom movie as such as the Joker movie, um they're in a tricky territory because yeah. they're like well-known characters but you're changing their whole um origin story for sure for sure because joker always existed because of batman as well as venom always existed because of spider-man right and taking that away uh, makes it a bit tricky to make a movie mm-hmm. And that's why I personally would have preferred these Venom movies to be um, more Agent Venom related instead of um, Savage Venom all rampaging around and stuff. Because from what I mean, it's less it's less Savage Venom and more Gordon Ramsay Venom in the kitchen cooking up breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Definitely. There we're in uncharted waters in terms of these characters and where they're going. Um, for me personally, I just I'm a big fan of the um, PlayStation One Spider-Man game, um, mm-hmm. and also of the comics in general. And so for me, always seeing um, Carnage versus Venom, Spider-Man was always involved. It was always kind of like that trio. And for better or worse, um, Spider-Man and Venom would team up and against mm-hmm. Carnage because Venom could not deal with Carnage alone. Carnage just you know, was way too powerful. And so um, I always like that dynamic of them having to team up against Carnage to be able to beat him. And then, okay, now we can go back to being enemies. Like, that's always fun. And I feel like we're not going to get that. So we're just going to get two CGI blob monsters fighting against each other again. And that's what I uh, wanted to get at. Because in the trailer, like, from what you can see in the trailer, I would have expected them to fix this. But it still feels like there'll be, like, a lot of CGI blobs yeah and that might be the death of these movies yeah because it was what they did on the first one but i guess they just went like yeah yeah we we can still get away with this like the first one worked it was fine just because it was like the first venom movie that Mm -hmm. we got uh, outside of like spider-man 3 which doesn't count and so uh (laughs) for this one i'm seeing the trailer and i'm seeing carnage do his thing and creating like these sort of like sickle sort of weapons out of his tendrils that he throws out but it's like we okay yeah it's cool we saw that last movie only now it's red so it's like it's the same thing but the thing here is that at least for carnage like um when i was watching the trailer um his whole thing it looked were way more detailed. No, I'm like not saying that the look... CGI doesn't look better than it did last time. They, I'm sure the CGI is going to look great. But um, no, it's still going mean to be like CGI. Like, it looks less blobby. That's okay. what I mean. Come on, it looks more sharp and defined. 
mm-hmm. but I feel that at the end of everything, maybe when they start fighting, it'll be like all jumbled yeah. up, mm-hmm. like they did on the first one. Instead of more of a individual, I'm gonna hit you, you're gonna hit me, you know? Right. Because I think that's what kind of wrecked the first one. That at the end of it all, it became more of a fight of willpower instead of an actual fight, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm honestly, I just, I, my feelings like are out there. Like this is how I feel about the trailer, and so what I really want is just to be pleasantly surprised by this movie. I just want to be like, oh, that was better than I expected, because I know that I'm not gonna love this movie because I'm, I've never been like a massive Venom and or Carnage fan. So I just really want to be like, oh, I really enjoyed that more than I thought I did. And then for you, who are, who is mo- more of a Venom fan than I am, but I really also want to to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it because, I don't know, I'm I'm not super picky with movies. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, Mortal Kombat came out a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people were bashing on that movie. Oh, the plot is bad, this is bad, like, what are all these stupid-ass jokes that they make? Like, dude, like, Mm -hmm. if you play any Mortal Kombat game, they have those quirky, like stupid comments like yeah they literally have worth. they literally have this so. <laughs> the, the <laughs> i don't even know how the the sound is where you no, where you dude, do the thing there's a there's a game um uh that there's a brutality comment on it like mm-hmm. within the story where uh, i can't remember right now what's the name of the character but it's one that was meant to substitute kano for that game Okay. And he told um, Jax, like, oh, like something along the lines that, oh, that was such a brutality on your part or some shit like that. And then Mm -hmm. Jax just goes like, brutality? No, this is a fatality. And just lets him go and throws them off a cliff. And it's like, it's just that. That's it. It's always been bad acting, bad everything. It's just fun because it's gory and. Crazy. Yeah. I expect I expected uh, fights, fatalities, and cheesy jokes or cheesy dialogue in general, and I got exactly that. And so it was just yeah, supposed to be better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and it, it was. And so, it was, yeah. Yeah. So if I had to like nitpick one thing about that movie, like actually, like for me personally, it would be the fight scenes in general, because they had like this top tier oh. talent. Uh, in the way of um, the actor that played Bihan. I can't mm-hmm. remember his name now off the top of my head, so I'm going to go ahead and search for it here for a second because I want to yeah. do him justice. Uh, so the guy who played Bihan is called Joe Taslam. So I think I'm mm-hmm. saying that right. Joe Taslam. Dude's a freaking fighter. Like, he basically choreographed the fights for the movie and also, like... Um, uh, was in the raid movies like he is top tier martial artist and a lot of his fight scenes were chopped up a lot in the editing bay and so i kind of wanted to see like longer fight scenes longer takes of those fight scenes because it's there they just kind of mm-hmm. edited it out a lot with the cuts and that's my only gripe about it i think my only gripe with it um like i had a few but they've kind of gone away with time like the whole that like um scorpion and sub-zero thing that they kind of played it out to be a big part but it wasn't mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. such a big part in the movie 
um, which was in a way to be expected. Yeah. Um, but I think my biggest pet peeve with this movie was um, Melina's design. Like, really? They did her dirty. Like, well, they kind of fixed you, it by the end, no? And I'm sure she's gonna come back. That is the problem. Like, if you would have had the like complete mouth throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie, even if she didn't have the mask on. I would have been fine, but if you're not gonna put the full on like teeth and yeah, like yeah, yeah. gross mouth and have it like some blood stains that make no sense around her mouth, right. like just put on the mask, leave it like that, and then yeah. like um, if you don't have the budget for the CGI to have it like that the whole movie put on or the mask, a, yeah. Like, and then kind of like take it off and show it off. So like slight mm-hmm. spoilers for like the Mortal Kombat movie that just came out if you haven't seen it. But I'm pretty sure that I a mean, lot of the characters that's that not even a died, spoiler. That's a like that scene the trailer the whole right. thing from Melina. I'm I'm pretty sure that a lot of the characters that died quote unquote in the movie are just gonna come back, especially on the villain side I mean, because um, not necessarily. Shang Tsung. Shan Tsung was like, oh, death is just another doorway or some evil monologue thing uh, mm-hmm. for a villain to say. And so I'm pretty sure a lot of them are just going to come back because they need to sell merchandise. Um, I mean, so we'll probably the see them again, just like in the games. When you die in the Mortal Kombat universe, you would go to one of two places, in a sense, which is, uh, I want to say, Outworld, I think it is. The one where... Um, where Scorpion goes, um, right. that's basically hell, and then there's one that's like heaven-ish. Like there are two other realms and bullshit, and plus there's Shang Tsung. He's a like he's a sorcerer, and yeah. there's also Quan Chi who can resurrect people and shit like that. So, so it's be a back. universe where death is meaningless. But if they were gonna bring they, they would only bring, like, two of the villains back, in my opinion, yeah. which would be, like, Melina and Cabal, but this is not a Mortal Kombat episode, so I think we should just, like, let's go over. away from yeah. all this shit that we've been talking. I feel like we, we haven't talked. talked about we... the Venom trailer. That's eh, fine. Nobody cares about the Venom trailer. <laughs> Nope. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the Venom fans, honestly, <laughs> but I feel like this episode, the most important thing about it and what we should be talking about is the new Invincible. show called Invincible on Amazon Prime. And from the get go, we need to like talk about spoilers. So spoiler warning, if you haven't seen Invincible, go watch it. It is fantastic. It's only like eight yep. episodes and it's on Amazon yeah. Prime. So go do that. Eight episodes uh, around 40 minutes each. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So they're not Which even, I loved, like, but I loved, I loved, by the way, because they had all the opportunities to be like, oh, we're gonna make like fifteen episodes, twenty minutes each, like some other animated shows, and they were like, no, I'm gonna, we're gonna make eight episodes, forty minutes each, and that's gonna be it. It's gonna be like when a live action short into series. It, I thought it was gonna be um, around twelve episodes on twenty minutes each because it's like kind of the standard for animated shows. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when I was like halfway through the main first episode, I noticed like, oh hey, th- this is not ending, and then like, oh yeah, it's it's forty eight minutes long. Oh yeah, That's and it's ending. not like like it's not like even like Disney Plus shows that they have. Oh yeah, the hour like long credit scenes. Something exactly like you have like twenty minutes of of credit scenes. Um, no, this you. one legit just the credits are like two minutes are like maybe. more scenes 
Because you always get, like, an after-credits scene after every episode, except for one episode in particular where something big happens at the end. Yeah, which is, like, the one where he's like, oh, we have to talk. Like, that's where you don't get an an after-credits scene, which, fair enough, because that episode was fantastic from beginning to end. I think it's that one and the first one, I think, are the only ones that you don't get one. No, in the the first one, you do get an after-credits scene. It's the scene. The It's, like, a ten-minute after-credits scene. All right. That's the thing that also, like, those after credit scenes, they're, like, very weird because they don't feel like after credit scenes. Right. Because normally it's, like, like, I'm very used to anime, and anime after credit scenes are maybe a minute or less mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in most cases. So they don't feel like after credit scenes to me. It just feels like we roll credits and then, yeah, we're going to throw this here. Yeah, for me in particular, that just felt like the final nail in the coffin of it being like, oh, that was a cute little superhero show about a kid learning about his powers and all that. And then it's like, oh, there's more. Oh, the Justice League ripoff. Oh, Omni-Man. Oh, no, (laughs) Omni-Man. And that's basically how it (laughs) went for me the first episode. Like, that's funny because I knew that scene existed because I watched the show after it finished airing. Right. Um, so I saw a lot of spoilers like everywhere, mm-hmm. but I made no sense of them. And I didn't mind them because, eh, sure, it's like that scene at least. Like when you're, if you watch the show and you get to that point, mm-hmm. like that scene is that's more your hook. In, yeah, that, that's it the hook. Impacts right you more. Mm-hmm. But when you already know that that's going to happen, you're just kind of waiting for it and i thought that would happen maybe on episode two or something yeah but when it happened on the first episode i'm like what that's it but also like knowing of that scene and seeing the beginning of the episode was very weird for me because i was like i thought this guy was like a bad guy why is he helping them (laughs) what's going on here um but yeah I think the, like you said, that scene is like the hook. It's the hook. Like after that, you're like, I have to keep watching. And it just keeps getting better and better and better and better with each episode. It's just really, really great storytelling. I think think my favorite thing of this show is how every first time in the episode when they're going to say the the title of the show, Mm -hmm, like his mm -hmm. name, they just cut to the title screen yeah so basically if you for i think and if you're here you already know about the show like you've already seen it but like quickie synopsis it's like um this kid discovers he has powers he's the son of one of the greatest superheroes in the whole planet which is kind of like his name is omni man but he's like a substitute for superman he's so he's basically a superman of this world another planet Mm -hmm. but instead of like for example like, Superman was born and raised on Earth. Right. Um, being from another planet, this guy, he was born and raised on his planet and then came to Earth. Yeah. He, ga- he gave him the story of, no, yeah, we come from this planet called Viltrum and we're, like, super highly advanced and we're, like, the good guys and so we go out into space and we try to he help other civilizations. And from the, begin- from the get-go... From the get-go, I was like, that whole story is sus as hell. That is super sus. Like, you make it sound like he was lying, and he's not. His, they are super advanced, okay? Don't give me that (laughs) Obi-Wan bullshit. I told you the truth from a certain point of view type deal. Don't give me that. (laughs) 
I mean, he did though. <laughs> oh, he just, God. you know, you sometimes like take away the ugly, <laughs> the real ugly. <laughs> No, but I feel like this show did a fantastic job of just setting up the mystery and rolling with it as best as possible. I kind of mm-hmm. had my theories, and I was close, but the way that they just, like, presented it was so great. It was really well done. Like, I have to, like, tip tip of the hat. I'm not wearing a hat, but tip of the imaginary hat to them, because it was really well what done. What was your theory? I wanna, I, I'll, I'll say mine after yours. So my theory was basically what they said but i thought that in his case he was like there's this one particular line where he says oh um we have to be like the we're sent to be the sole protectors of whatever planet we're sent to like to help and so i felt like this had to be like some sort of like dominant species sort of thing in which he was the only one that could have superpowers in that certain planet and so whenever he mark the uh, invincible says oh i got my powers he was very like weird about it his reaction was super like uh, on edge about it and so i thought oh so now they're gonna have to fight because this is gonna be like a, a dominance sort of thing uh, and so i felt i felt mm-hmm. like that was kind of like where the story was going but then they just went the whole empire route and i'm just like okay cool like that's cool too well i think mine um even though i didn't know exactly the whole background my my logic behind it was um he came to earth um with the goal of the whole conquering thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then um i thought oh he met his wife he fell in love and he just ignored all of it right but then like the kid got the powers and he went like well, shit, like, you know, I, I, I came here for for this reason. And I I was off in the sense that uh, he didn't love his wife at all. No, 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 he did love his wife. Like a pet. Like a pet. <laughs> Jesus Christ, when he says that line, I to mm-hmm. my body cringed into itself. Like, I did not expect that. But it makes sense. If you live as long as Viltrumites do, of course you would see yeah. him being as a pet. Like, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take away from how fucked up it fucked really up is. It. Yeah. It's super fucked up. Uh, but yeah, the the line has impact. I hadn't cringed that hard at a line from a show in a really long time. Uh, so I feel like this show does a fantastic job of just like delivering those like shocks. Uh, especially with other scenes where the violence in, isn't on like full display. Mm-hmm. So after that, so at the beginning, we get, like, we have the mystery as to um, why did, like, Omni-Man kill the Guardians. And so we have that Mm -hmm. mystery ongoing, and everyone's trying to find out, except for um, Invincible, who's just doing his thing. He's just going on his adventures, trying to get his powers in check, trying to get his girl, which is very Spider-Man, very Peter Parker-esque. So you have that at the beginning, and then you get to the real stuff. Like, and then everything, like, kind of unfolds when he gets more into it. So I feel like um, there's a lot of memes of Invincible being a punching bag, which he takes his L's. He definitely does. Um, he took L's the whole show. Yeah, he, he, like, his whole alphabet is just <laughs> L's. Uh, so mm-hmm. I just hope that they're just building him up to just being, like, OP as hell by the next couple of seasons. You know, like, it's funny. <laughs> I was kind of going through the alphabet in my head, and the I goes before the L. 
jokes. Like. <laughs> jokes. Um, um, so yeah, I've had this conversation with another friend. It's like, oh, if he was a Saiyan, he'd be invincible. He'd truly be invincible by now with how many L's he's taken. Like he would get so true. many power boosts. That are, that is true. Like, but there is like, I don't know. Like the show, you would think it goes one way, and then it just kind of it keeps turning. Yeah. And I don't know. Give me a second. Okay. You can talk while I. So another another thing that I love about the show is just like the handling of it in regards to what would be the the story and the characters and the side characters as well. Because a lot of the stories that you have on one episode, they're not one offs. Like one episode feeds onto the other, and so characters or mm-hmm. villains that you see do come back. And I feel like that's very much in part of like Robert Kirkman, the creator of the comic and also the Walking Dead comic, being like indirect like um relation to the show as well. So you have this cast of characters where he just picks and chooses to for his storylines and then he can keep on getting them back. Like they don't do the whole thing where it's like, oh we have a villain, we have to kill them and then that's that. Like he's actually building up a rogues gallery type deal for Invincible to keep on fighting in the future, which I really, really like. But I think the only villain... Well, actually... There are, like, two... Well, three, I guess, that would be recurring. Like, the stone guy. Which, you actually... You actually are led to believe, like... Oh, this guy, he is, like, generally wanting to get out of it. And then it's like... Oh, no, he actually just... I'm I'm looking for him now. Uh, Black Samson. So, Black Samson by Gary Payton, uh, which was awesome. Like, his his episode was great. Oh, no, 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 you're right. superhero. No, you're right. Black Samson's the other superhero. Never mind. Uh, I'm thinking... Yeah, because I think Maharshal Ali... uh, Here we go. Titan. Titan, yes. There we go. Maharshal Ali uh, was the one that voiced uh, the character, and I'm just like, like that's the top tier talent. You don't get him for like a one off line, so they gave him a whole episode, uh, and mm-hmm. they basically made him the kingpin of the of the of this world. Yeah, like you you're led to believe that maybe this character is gonna be the um, Luke Cage of this world, right? But right. then no, he's the kingpin of it. Mm-hmm. And that's very interesting um, because his dad warned him and you, you would think that, nah, like, he's not looking for more power. He, he just wanted to, like, be there for his little girl. They yeah. were, like, in a tight spot. Bullshit. Yeah, no, but it, it, it does show you the whole, I mean, Obni Man, like, his dad is being a dick about it. He's like, no, he's a criminal. He can only be a criminal. But then you also mm-hmm. see that Mark's also being a teenager. He's being very naive. He wants to help. So you kind of get, like, the two sides of the same coin where he's like, okay, so I'm still going to help people, but I'm not going to be as naive to be like, nah, yeah, everyone's got good intentions just because they say they do. Um, but yeah, I feel like we're going to definitely see that character again. We're going to see um, the seismic doctor with the... Uh, t- earthquake bracelets that guy's gonna come back as well mm-hmm. the uh battle beast the from that same episode uh from the mm-hmm. the one that battle looks like beast, a lion yeah, yeah so yeah, that one's gonna be awesome as well yeah exactly thundercats for sure 
Um, and I love the twins, the Ma- the Mahler twins. I thought they were just mm-hmm. gonna be like the one off characters from the beginning to just like show off the Guardians of the Globe's like powers. Um, but then they came mm-hmm. back and they were like a recurring characters for the whole season, which was great. Yeah, I I really like them. Um, I don't know, like I don't feel that the characters in this show, any of them felt like meh. They all felt very well developed. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I really liked um, also the robot can we just story c- like mm-hmm. brief tangent I'm just going through the names on the IMDB list and this show has so many like good actors it's ridiculous it does like, it's ridiculous one one that got me is this guy um, I, I always I don't know his name but I always recognize his voice is it um, uh, Rexplode yeah, Rex Float. Like yeah, uh, Jason Manzukis, I think is how is yeah. how he's called. The dude's yeah, great. Manzoukas. He's I love him in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's great. The thing is that um, his voice is very iconic mm-hmm. in my head. It's very because recognizable. I love him in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and later on I noticed that he voices Jay in Big Mouth. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what made it for me because one day I'm watching Big Big Mouth after watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this voice is so familiar. And I looked it up, and it was him. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, yeah, Rexplode is a total douchebag uh, of a character, but just because you have Jason Manzukas um, voicing him, he's so funny and charismatic and still charming. So mm-hmm. that like it evens it out. Like the whole bit where he's like making fun of Monster Girl, and he's like, "Well, <laughs> someone should show you some what the fuck," and then he just gets punched <laughs> in the face. Hilarious, great, great yeah. comedic timing. Um, oh, okay. Duplicate the really great. felt kind of meh. Which one? Duplicate? Oh, yeah. Duplicate. I mean, you can't... I, I, I do understand that you can't, like, flesh out all of your characters in, like, an eight-episode mm-hmm. season. But um, hopefully they all get a little bit more time to shine. Um, but, yeah, like, literally, the for the first half, these new Guardians of the Globe were literally just, like, great value <laughs> compared to the Guardians of the Globe that we had in episode one. Like, this, these, these weren't even B-tier. These were F-tier h tier i don't even know how far down you want to go in the alphabet because the the power scaling was all off it was very off because these were people that would normally not be in the Mm -hmm. guardians they were like small time like superheroes with their own like little areas yeah but they weren't like globe level superheroes yeah for sure yeah, but eventually they all like got into their groove and they started doing their whole thing. And so I feel like we're going to get a lot more of all these characters in season two, mm-hmm. obviously. So that's going to be great. And then the um, the creator, like Robert Kirkman, he's like, oh, I got material for like seven, eight, nine seasons. And I'm just like, he does because there's like hundreds of issues of Invincible. One thing I really enjoyed is that it seems that um, the art style for the show is very mm-hmm. true to the comics. Yeah, it is actually. And also it also plays to the effect of it like you don't expect it to be as bloody and gory as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh because of that art style, you're like, "Oh, this reminds me of Spider-Man back in the early 2000s. It's nice and animated." And then on and then suddenly you see brains being splattered onto the floor and I'm just like, "Oh, not like Spider-Man." <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. 
like when people think comic books, people think, oh yeah, this is like family friendly, like mm-hmm. this is chill. But in reality, they are not. Like for the most comic part, comic books. Yeah, but comic books are never, never, like, I mean, I want to say they like, were never. though. I mean, I would say that they got darker as time went on and like a couple exactly. of decades back. But it's never gratuitously violent as it is here. And in the case of like this case, it makes sense because of the world. This it's is just the take that they're going for. Mm-hmm. But it, it's never this graphic in other comics. Like, you don't see brains being splattered onto the wall in a regular Batman comic. That They cut away from that. They don't show it, or they show it more artistically. Like, the thing is that these are, like, this show and um, the boys, mm-hmm. they are more a take on what would superheroes that are written in comics due to our actual world yeah for sure um instead of for example there was a time in live action movies where it was oh how would these superheroes from comics like adapt and look like in the real world like using our technology or whatever like we would see in the dark knight series amazing spider-man these were movies that were like comic book characters but a more real take these shows are like comic book characters being comic book like in the real world for sure yeah and no yeah there's yeah. there's one scene in particular that stuck out to me and it's not even the train, the train scene no it's not even that like it's it the not going to subway <laughs> jesus christ the train the train scene was <laughs> christ but like the scene that actually like got to me was when he was um holding up the building and uh, he's uh, strong enough to hold up the whole building, but not strong enough to, like, he can't be everywhere at once. Like, he can't completely stop it from collapsing, so mm-hmm. he's trying to, like, save this mom and the little girl. And I'm just like, okay, so at mm. least he's going to save this mom and the little girl. Like, he's going to at least do that. And it's yep. like, nope, not going to happen. You are you may have survived having a building dropped on top of you, but a it regular human cannot episode, do that. I think. What? I think it's the same episode as a subway scene. It is the same episode, but, like, that one got me more to the emotional level than the Subway. The Subway one was just, like, shock and awe, like, holy shit, did they really just do that? But, like, that one, it got me, like, like that's really, that'll mess up with your head. Like, it gets you because um, you see the arm of the lady Mm -hmm. still, like, he's Mm -hmm. grabbing onto it. Um, If they would have just left it as they died right there, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have any impact. But since you see him holding the arm, yeah, no, they're gone, broken they're gone. off, like off the body. It's not even attached to the body. Yeah, I think and he was very happens. much like, "No, it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna be. You're gonna be okay. I'm gonna save you." And then it just collapses all, literally mm-hmm. collapses on top of him. And so it's like completely and totally hopeless. Like I've never felt so hopeless for a character like in recent memory that I can tell. Like Omni Man mm-hmm. was just a beast the whole time. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I have this different perception of comic books because um, I think I've talked about this before here on this podcast. That is my first ever experience with a comic mm-hmm. book, like picking it up. I was at a Kmart. And they had like some comic books and I go like, oh, look, some Batman comics. And I picked up, a, I believe it was a Batman and Robin comic. Okay. And the first pages that I go through, this was New 52. 
So obviously it is dark yeah. by all means, like darkest era of DC. So I picked it up and all I see is these little clips of how Batman mangled a bunch of people. Um, there was one that the building was burning. So um, Batman's boots were like um, on high heat, basically. But okay. he doesn't feel it because it's the bat suit, whatever. So he kind of kicks this guy in the face. And this guy just permanently has an imprint of Batman's Jesus. boot on his face forever. And then there's this woman where Batman throws some batarangs at her. And they get permanently, like, lodged to the side of her face. And, like, it was these groups of misfits, basically, that Batman mangled to the point of no return. And they had to live with that. And they resented Batman for it, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, that was my first experience with a comic. So, that's why these things... Exactly. So, these things feel, like normal for me right right definitely no yeah I, I definitely agree that everyone has had that different experience with what comics are like to them and there's no getting by the fact that they've just gotten darker and darker as the decades have gone on so mm-hmm. I, I feel very interesting but i feel it very interesting that still to this day we can have a show like this and still have those like shock and awe moments that we got from it like i saw some of the reactions on youtube from some of the scenes and people were just like mm-hmm. what the fuck like people that I, you would think would be like okay with like a little bit of violence or something like that but some of these scenes were just like what the fuck like, i mean it was even i in some points was like oh shit like mm-hmm. this is fucked up um, for like the episode with the cyborgs, like that episode. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Though I I do love the ending where he just like kind of punches the guy, and the oh yeah, like, <coughs> that was great. That was great. Super satisfying. Um, but yeah, um, this is this is just an overall great show. I I I don't even know where to begin or end with a discussion with this show because. Same. It's just overall great. And mm-hmm. we haven't even talked about like a lot of the other characters like um, Eve, um, Amber. Yeah, so, yeah were, we like, haven't even talked about characters. the side characters. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, overall all the characters were really smartly written. I hear a lot of hate against the character for Amber. I, w- I kind of want to know your opinion about what do you feel about Amber's character and like the relationship that they had. Like, at, I feel it was a very real take on a mm-hmm. superhero and civilian relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like that at the end, she was, like, kind of taking him back. Right. Um, because I, I do get why, but I feel that they could have just, like, maybe at the end stayed more as friends, friends. per se. Yeah. Because but then you wouldn't get the drama, though. Yeah, I feel that they're just going to be building up drama for a second season between Amber and Eve with right. Invincible. Because that's, like, an obvious trope in that's any media. Exactly. So, personally, I do like it. Um, I really thought they were just going to do the very basic, oh, yeah, I'm going to tell her and she's not going to know. And... 
she's gonna be fine with it. She's gonna yeah. take him back. But that one scene where he goes like, "Oh, I'm invincible," and she goes like, "Okay," <laughs> like I've known. I know. And he's like, "But why are why have we been fighting like all oblivious?" And it's like, "Because you didn't tell her." Like yeah. it's not the same me finding out and knowing and it won't make it okay yeah because you have never explained to me um yeah why you've been off you've always been making stupid excuses and whatnot for sure no yeah definitely um i feel like from both parts they were in that argument they were both wrong although i do get why she was so mad i feel like if she really wanted it to work she would have come clean to him like hey i know so what are you gonna do about it I, are you gonna Not keep really. on? Like, are you gonna keep on like putting me off for those responsibilities? Because if that's the case, then I'll just go and do my own thing, and they can have had that discussion. But then again, they are high schoolers, so you don't expect that don't, level of like emotional maturity of anyone. Okay, but in reality, in real life terms, mm-hmm. I don't think even if you know that someone would be like that person, you would be. Oh yeah, like we are fine with you, like. I know that you're the superhero because that is something that you would want to hold, per se, because you want it to come from them. Right. You don't want it to be, oh, hey, I like I know you're a superhero. What are we going to do about right, this? Right, like, right, right. I, I, do, I do get what you mean. But at the same like, time, it has to come it's... From them. It's such a thing. It's just like the teenage, the first love type thing. Like you're, you're gonna fuck up. It's inevitable. Like no one's emotionally mm-hmm. uh, a genius at that age or in their first relationship. And so I do get where both of them are coming from. Uh, although I do feel like there was a bit of a better conflict resolution there. But in the end, Mark's probably gonna end up with Eve just cause, just cause they seem to be a Super better pairing. Powers. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't like I, I would I wouldn't like the whole concept of yeah these two are would just be better off because they both have superpowers mm-hmm. type of logic you know but sometimes it kind of um, it's just kind of that easy so I feel like that's that's the direction where they're heading I guess but for me at least I feel that um it works better with like Eve being like a good friend to Mark and mm-hmm. him being with Amber yeah. Because even though that Amber is the civilian um, and all of that, their relationship just feels more developed in that sense because right, there was right. always, like, the interest and both of them, like, kind of trying to make it work, yeah. you know? I feel like uh, they're, in the comics it was a lot more... Um fleshed out because here it's like oh it's like they've been dating for like weeks or maybe like two to three months but like i think it was like eight to nine months in the comics like they went from high school to college still dating and that's when everything went to shit so i feel like they they condensed it a lot more here just for the sake of saving time i think they just condensed it because they didn't want to like run it out until the second season or whatever No, yeah, but um, I completely agree with you in the in the case of, oh, they should have just remained friends by the end. But, of course, they're going to need to have that drama in the second season. And then, um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I feel like the show just feels like the perfect little like present with a bow on top of it and everything. Because you even get like the like the teaser trailer for what the next season's gonna bring. Like all these villains are still out there. Like we're dealing with Omni Man, which is like the biggest villain there is, and then we have all these mm-hmm. other villains that he's gonna have to deal with now and for coming in for the next season too. So I feel like it just yeah, perfectly because... sits up the world even more for more seasons. I, I don't. I don't think that Omni Man will play um, maybe like a big part on season two. I think we're gonna get maybe some more Viltrumites coming. Oh, that could be true. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's what the um, route that that's what uh, Seth, Seth Rogen Cyclops character said, right? Exactly. That Viltrumites never give up on a planet. Mm-hmm. So I think that in this instance, um, they are gonna go the route of maybe another Viltrumite and I think that um, like I don't know anything about these comics at all Same. Same. I've maybe... been trying to like keep myself distance away from it like I really want to like stay with the show yeah um, because again they can actually just do whatever with the show mm-hmm. um, no I feel like that most people don't get that um just because there is this media about something, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. needs to follow that. Right. Um, and I, I, I definitely feel like this is like um, Kirkman's way of going, oh, I I drew, I oh, I created this like, a de- I don't know how old these comics are, like a decade ago. And so he's going through them again and now and rewriting them for a show. So he's like fixing these little details or adding things that he would have added back then. So it definitely feels like it's like the same hands creating it. So it feels very true to what the comic book would have been. Yeah, it does feel like that. Um, and yeah, these comic books came out on two thousand and three. Two thousand three so makes sense. A hundred and forty-four issues all throughout um, until February, um, twenty eighteen. Yeah. No, so, yeah, so definitely it's like he's he's doing these little rewrites but the story itself is so solid that he can just be like just adapt it it's great anyway so keep going yeah but i don't know i feel that there might be the possibility of um a team up be- between like omni-man and invincible to maybe there take down a stronger viltrumite that comes along to maybe yeah take over earth or wants to kill invincible yeah. because he's not following through but then you know omni man goes like you know he's my son so right. no yeah i definitely want them to keep on fleshing that character of omni man out like i don't want was, he's already a very like layered character in the sense of he he didn't have to pretend for so long after like he mm-hmm. knew that everyone found out but he kept going because he actually legitimately cared for debbie and as, even though he said as a pet uh, and for mark uh, because he literally like loved them even though he did all the horrible things that he did you i know, feel like I deep think, down he definitely cares about them i think that for his plan on this whole thing maybe it was more of a I'm going to live my life out that I started with Mm -hmm. Debbie. Um, Mark hasn't gotten any powers yet. So I'm going to just live my life with these people. When they die, I'll blow everything up and take over. That could have definitely been the case. I I think that was his logic. 
And that's why he was so on edge when Mark got his powers. Right. And start like, cutting everything up. And... Yeah, no, that's competition right there. And he was going to last... Like, he was going to eventually find out, find out unless he died. So he wasn't going to die of old age at that point. So mm-hmm. it's like he said, like, Viltrumite cells are so pure that he was almost, like, full blood. Like, which is ridiculous. Like, that's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's basically... He definitely could have done that. Could have done that, but I feel like he like messed up the timetable by killing the Guardians of the Globe. Like he he did that while they were still there. So I feel like his plan was just to like see if maybe they could uh, reproduce and get someone with their powers to like bolster their ranks for the Empire. And so once he got I, that, he's that, like, okay, cool. So now we make now, now we make this into a planet farm for more Ultramites to come along. Yeah, I think that was a thing because they mentioned that half of their race, um, or less than half, like is what is left, and like just the creme de la creme survived the right. whole annihilation bullshit, and those kind of reproduced and they kept taking over planets, but they're like, I think they have a more long term plan of taking over planets. Yeah, and. I don't think it's a matter of maybe farming and mm-hmm. being able to reproduce on that planet. Right. But I think it's a matter of territories. When he got Mark. He went like, okay, so if I can take, like, if I get to kill all the guardians, I'll be fine. We killed them. Um, they're out of the picture. Um, <laughs> he killed. I do a uh, little. The, he killed the the immortal twice, on in the same way. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. Like, first one he cuts off the head, then like it's like at the torso. Right, but both times he's like he goes like for the punch and he just punches a hole through him both times, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Like how much strength. Also, if we can talk about the logic a little bit about what would be the whole like race cleansing thing that they did where they fought they had like the whole mortal combat tournament on the viltrum and so like <laughs> how do you decide like when you're strong enough like how do you decide because you could have they could have kept on killing each other eventually like until it's not like one they, was left until there was only one <laughs> left so when was the when was the bell rung when they were like you know what we're good we're good we're, we're strong we're plenty strong let's keep going with what we're doing i think the because when you see it happen on the like on the little teaser that they do Mm -hmm. for the planet um they're fighting and it's not like the people that die the viltrumites that die they die by one punch basically okay so those are like very weak ones so i guess it was more of a if i punch you and you don't die you're strong. <laughs> then you get to punch me. And if I don't die, I'm strong. Jesus. So I think that was their logic. But if I punch myself and it hurts, <laughs> am I strong or weak? You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but this um, overall, this is great. The The season is like, I like I did watch it week, weekly because that's how it was coming out. But the first three episodes, mm-hmm. they dropped it like the boys first three episodes and so i mm-hmm. watched those three episodes the same day and it's like that meme of the guy eating the cake and he ate it all in one sitting and he's like i want more <laughs> and that's basically how i feel after the season ended as well so i i can't wait to see more of the show i mean i hated watching an episode or starting an episode and then i realizing that oh shit i gotta get into work because 
I didn't want to pause it. Mm-hmm, I just wanted mm-hmm. to keep watching. Um, it happened to me, I think, one day that I clocked in, like, a little bit late by a few minutes, I think it was. Because I needed to finish the episode. Of course. So good it'll make you go go in late for work. I think with that we have reached the natural conclusion of this episode. Uh, there were many sidetracks, there were many tangents, many rants, uh, there were laughs, there were cries. This whole episode was basically a rant of the, not a rant, but a jumbled up mess of opinions for this show because... Definitely. There was no structure. so much. Again, we followed, just... we followed our structure to the letter. Press record, talk for an hour, press record, you're done. <laughs> done. Let it go. If you ever wonder how we film things, this is how. <laughs> and if you ever wonder if we actually know terms we don't, we call podcasting filming. So there you go. <laughs> that is true. So I think that with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and leave that off. Where can the good people, uh, the good three listeners that are listening to this find your lovely face? Well, my lovely face can only be found on Instagram, but my lovely voice can be found on this podcast on on Twitch. Um, Instagram would be at Vexkin. That would be V-E-X-K-I-N. I I don't know how to spell. (laughs) And then Twitch would be um, twitch.tv slash Vexkin underscore um, 16, but it's a Roman 16. So XVI. Okay. So yeah, those will be the two places that people can see me. Very nice, very nice. And for me, it's going to be at Jaime Falcón, or it's also going to be um, at Idiots Talking Over Coffee, where you can see both of our beautiful blog posts, and you can also hear my lovable idiot voice in this podcast that we have. Uh, if we post more up, uh, more episodes in the future, that would be. <laughs> so we'll see where how this all shakes out i feel like we're, we're into a good groove here we'll see you next month no I, I love how you're leaving it open to maybe another episode soon. we don't want to give them false i'm pretty hopes. sure like on our last episode we said oh yeah next week we're going to talk about this and oh i don't want to came i don't i don't want to <laughs> think about that we're sorry about the abandonment issues that we're creating here um but uh we promise we to maybe try to post an episode <laughs> I mean, I think that right now we might be on a good groove. Like, I have the free time over here and not the issue I had back home where I had to film at a very particular hour to avoid background noises. As you can see, this is very quiet right now. Indeed, (laughs) indeed. There are no no noises over here. So oh, I still have bug nice. noises, but not as bad. Like it's it's not too bad, and we can always yeah. like, shoot during the day. So, uh, so I feel like we we're just keep on careening off and talking here, <laughs> just because we haven't talked like this in a long time. So I feel like uh, with that, I do want to wish you all a wonderful day, night, wherever you are, and thank you so much for <laughs> getting to the end of this episode. Because Jesus, uh, thank you. <laughs> you have a great <laughs> you have long. a great week. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Soon.